Welcome to another episode of Nerds Amalgamated. I'm the DJ, and with me today, I have Buck. Hello. How's it going, Buck? I'm fabulous. What about yourself? Oh, I've been good. I'm busy uh, slaving away. You? Slaving away? When? Well, today, yesterday, the day before, the weekend. Oh, I don't believe you. With me today, I have um, the professor. Hello. How have you been? So hungry. <laughs> I think I've just been replaced. <laughs> oh, what an I'm on a diet, and I'm just about ready to chew my own arm off. Oh, what an episode we have today. We've we got uh, the Dune movie, Steam versus Epic, uh, Quantum Tunneling. But before we talk about topics, um, Buck, you have something to say. Um, yeah, in, with some of the recent events that have been occurring, um, we just want to take a moment to just give, give, give a moment's pause and share our thoughts, like give our thoughts to the victims and families of all the senseless violence and so forth in the attacks by pathetic cowards around the world with the like the Christchurch shooting and also the um, attack in the Philippines in January and countless others that would be too many to mention. Um, yeah. Can the, the people responsible, instead of sending other people out, can you actually strap a bomb to yourself and make the world a better place? But let's move along. Yeah. Uh, so our first topic for this week is the Dune movie. Dune, actually, the Dune movie remake. And my God. Now, is that the Dune movie remake of the remake or the remake of the original? Or is the, it the remake of the animated remake? I think the remake of the original. I've confused him now. I feel like something's gone short circuit in his brain. He's just going, hey, what? All I said was it's basically a remake of the movie. But is it a remake of the movie or is it a whole new conceptual production of the book? It's saying here it looks like, okay, it does look like the conceptual, conceptual, uh, conceptualization of the book. Yeah, he's not coping tonight, is he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so the director... We, have, we do have to apologise, it's... Um, week four of university so his brain's being taxed anyway so the director for this movie uh denise villeneuve it's pronounced denise villeneuve or something villeneuve um production for the new dune movie has started and the cast and with that the synopsis and the cast list has been announced and looking at this cast list it's quite star berries that's, there's been a lot of talk about that, so. Yes, I feel like we've uh, feeling a bit of deja, deja vu here. Bit of deja vu with the DJ. <laughs> Say that five times really fast. <laughs> so the cast including Tim, uh, Timothy Chalamet as Paul Atreide, Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica, Oscar Isaac as Duke Leo Atreides, Josh Leto, Brolin, not Leo. Uh, so it's Atreides. Atreides. Uh, Josh Brolin as Gurney Halleck, Stellan Skazgard as Baron Harkonnen, Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho, uh, Zendaya as Cheney, Javier Bardem as Stilgar, and Charlotte Rampling as Gaius Mohayim. Yeah, they have a lot of people. Oh yeah, and the synopsis reads, a mythical, a mythic and emotionally charged hero's journey. Dune tells the stories of Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into the great destiny beyond this un- 
who must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure that his family and his people, as malignant forces explode into planets in exclusive supply of the most precious resource existed, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's great. Only those who can conquer their fear will survive. Okay, but... you're going to read us the whole book now. Because it's a long book, and I'd like to have dinner sometime tonight. <laughs> tonight, speed it's to be sometime next year. Uh, okay, from from the synopsis and from the cast list, I would say it has potential to be a good, be a good movie. Yeah, we said that about the uh, the David Lynch version, which debatable whether it's a good movie, but it was not a good adaptation. Hmm. Wait, is it that David that David Lynch one? Who had as as the villain? Was it Sting? As the yeah, Sting was one of the villains. Mm-hmm. And Mick Jagger was involved in it as well. Yeah, I saw bits and pieces of that movie a while back, and yeah, Sting played a good villain. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It's just nothing compared to the book. Which, if you haven't yeah. read it, go and read the book. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's one of suggestion. Those, that's an order. It's one of those books where there's <coughs> so much more happening on a page than what they're going to be able to bring out in a movie it's just yeah i'm struggling to see how they're going to be able to do this without doing a full brain interface somehow yeah i know didn't uh Uh, trust me if you read the book you'll understand the reason why we're we're saying it's it's one of those things because there's so many observations and everything that are happening and background discussion and it's just yeah, if it's not on a book in front of you and you're reading it, because even then you still you read it and you go back and you tie the line between two points and it's light bulb moments at different points when different things are suddenly make more sense. But it's but Villano though, I mean he played, he did a good I think he did a good job with Blade Run. Yeah, but Blade still Run. it's just one of those books where there's just so much happening. It's the kind of book that takes someone at the absolute peak of their game. And you have to read it like, you can read it multiple times and you still sit there going, ooh, hang on, I didn't notice that before, or I didn't understand that. Although the um, the director stated, um, it will not have ever, quote, it will not have any link with the David Lynch movie. I'm going back to the book and going to the images that came out when I read it. That's, well, that's right. good. And he mm-hmm. did praise um, David Lynch's work as well. He said, David Lynch didn't adaptate the 80s that had very strong quality. He res- for the, David Lynch is one of the best filmmakers alive. I have massive respect for him. He was impressed when he saw the when he saw his adaptation. So I'm trying to make the adaptation of my dream. Okay. So I, I, I'd like to see it happen, but... It can't be as a dismal failure as some of them out there. There yeah. was actually, I, I did hear talk at one point that they were going to, that someone wanted to try and make it into a musical. Oh. <laughs> oh. Which was as cringeworthy as he could get. Like, I love musicals, but I just can't see how they could do Dune as a musical. Yeah, I can't see it either. Mm. Wait, oh, I think I've seen uh, Dune the musical. Oh my God, someone's did it. So- someone's, uh, someone's done it. In Edinburgh. Uh, okay, um, launch nuclear missiles on Edinburgh. <laughs> place. My goodness, like I'm just picturing the Baron Harkonnen pirouetting in his anti-grav suit. <laughs> I mean, he kind of does that anyway. Yeah, but I'm all like, it's, I know it's not. It, I can't see how they'd make it happen, but he's singing something along the lines of 
Daybreak Me followed by The Hills Are Alive. <laughs> oh, no. Just because he's a torturer and sicko and weirdo and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. I, I feel sorry for the, the guys who did the set design for that musical. Imagine trying to do, do the work. Trying to do sandworms. That must have been a whole lot of work. Well, hmm. <clears throat> what, 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 would you guys would you guys watch this ad, new re, new adaptation? Yes. Yeah, of course. If for no reason other than the fact that it's another imagining of June, and secondly, if it's crap, we've got to be able to watch it to be able to complain about it. Uh, anyway, so this movie comes out in November twenty twenty. We'll keep you guys. Po- we'll let you know how the movie went. Yes, yeah, a few years away, isn't it? Next year. Yep. So anyway. long. I want to watch it now. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Professor, you've got a story. A story? You've written a story? I have, and I'm not reading it to you because I wrote it back in when I was like six. <laughs> so you've got a topic about uh, Steam versus Epic. What's going on yep. there? <clears throat> the latest salvo in the battle between Steam and Epic. Turns out that the Epic Games launcher has been cracking into steam files and scraping data that steam hasn't given them them permission to access hang on a sec um isn't that actually apart from just being unethical isn't that technically criminal i don't know i don't understand the uh laws on that well enough well i'm just thinking if you take data from a file you haven't been given permission to and you've had to actually crack the file that's technically hacking and stealing data and breaching privacy yeah does sound really uh i'm sure valve is um, working with their lawyers right now at the very least to find a way to stop people from advertising on the steam store then jumping across to um to any other store because they got bought out <clears throat> mm-hmm. what, what amazes me is what they what type of research they look to like not only your game data but also your specs computer spec specifications as well which... well yeah steam does that but they ask for permission first yeah but Valve and... but epic is doing it in the weird in the worst way possible yeah they're not even like it's not even that hard to get computer specs what they're doing is breaking into someone else's work. And I would not be surprised if they're doing a whole bunch of other dodgy stuff with it, like the uh, reason they were able to get so much um, get so much insight into what games they should buy for exclusivity. Because it seems like, at the moment, even a couple of smaller indie games are getting bought out. Oh, I reckon, yeah. since this list includes things like um, your games library, I wouldn't be surprised if they found a way to view the uh, your wish list and they see that and then go and buy out the company that will buy out the game that's on your wish list. It's, it feels like a it feels like Epic and Steam are way going against each other in the console war, but in the PC format. But no, this is something so much more. This is I'm just reading, like, they've got the paragraph here. Um, the Steam client. Locally saves the data, such as the games you own, your friends list, save login tokens, are all stored in the browser cookies, and that's what's being stolen. So it's actually your private user data, which is stored on your home machine and not intended for use by other programs other than Steam. And yet somehow they're cracking in 
and getting access to all this information. That is probably comparable to the hack on Sony, where people's because taking private data like this would also be stealing your purchasing details. Oh yeah, so, I hope that's encrypted. Well, it's all well, it's all encrypted and locked in, but Epic is stealing this data. So therefore, if you have <coughs> anything dodgy going on with your credit card or whatever or PayPal, whatever. Um, I would actually be the, the the sheer level of criminality that that lays at their feet is just insane. Like as I said, like that's up there with the Sony hack. And yeah, I'll, ooh, I'm just thinking like after Google's just been fined how many billions of dollars it was again by the European Union for breach of um, what's the name? Oh yeah, the, the European Union. Yeah, I I know what you're pointing to. The anti antitrust thing that they've they've been slugged on it for the the third time, I think it is. Um, that's just taking it to a whole new level where you're gonna have like, the the ramifications for this are just out there beyond what I could imagine. Because let's face it, Europe was also the people where they started legal investigations and proceedings into loot boxes and so forth and then they're also predominantly the people who started the idea of secret banking and so forth so yeah i can see a lot of flack coming out of this yeah i'm feeling sorry for all the gaming studios that are implicated in epic game store right now um i honestly i can see that this sort of breach is something that is going to cost epic um if it's pursued properly, like the, the it just the sheer audacity of it is absolutely gobsmacking. It's it's amazing how we're seeing companies like these just doing things without impu- without impunity, cool. going to lives and just going, yeah, we're gonna take all your personal details. We we won't tell you what we're gonna what we're gonna do with your details, but we we know it's gonna be safe. safe. But no, well, they're not even doing that. They're just stealing the data and not telling you about it. So that's theft of that's the breach of privacy, and um, this is remember we spoke about um, Bill Gates saying about this that these companies are going to be doing stuff that is going to end up causing governments to crack down so much tighter because of the arrogance. And keep in mind that this is Epic Games, who have a very large. Um, oh. Tencent has a very large stake in Epic Games. <laughs> so, oh, you know what that means. <laughs> I wouldn't entirely be surprised if the it turns out that this is going to the Chinese government in some way. <laughs> I knew it. I, 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 I didn't say that, and I didn't even think it. Just so that when the, the, the Chinese government sends assassins, <clears throat> don't send them to me. It was him. I'm pointing at the professor. <laughs> Come at me. And also pointing at the DJ just because we found a watching squire. <laughs> uh-huh. Not that we're saying that they're hackers and cheaters or anything. They've just got great computer systems. <laughs> given to them by the penguins. All we need now is one more thing and we have cheated bingo for tonight. No, we haven't had the cheesy reference to the other podcast yet. 
As I said, we need one more thing. (laughs) I think the the problem I'm seeing right now is law hasn't caught up with the not fast enough. Well, it's getting there, but as I was saying, like Bill Gates had his thing where he had had an interview where he was warning about this sort of behaviour is going to create a massive backlash from government sources and so forth, where regulations are going to come in place that is literally going to crush a lot of this sort of stuff and regulate so many of the things that are happening and it's going to going to just hey that, that it's not going to be a small response because once again we've got a corporation which is just going i'm going to do what i like if you don't like it tough because i can do it so i'm going to do it and it's going to hurt you but i don't care yeah you know what's what's going to scare me even more now now i have to the um you know those user agreements that we get every time we inst- we buy stuff and install stuff into our computers. I'm gonna have to read them all and go. Okay, I have to be very careful of what do I what I what do I expect. On what well, they're technically me. not legally binding, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't trust that to. Well, it does hold up in court that they're not legally binding, but I wouldn't trust the um, companies not to try anything dodgy anyway. Especially if it's epic, they've already shown themselves to be unscrupulous, underhanded, conniving, slimy, thieving. I think I could come up with some more insults, but we should probably do something else. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I think Epic's days should be numbered, but we'll see. Only time will t- Ah, so, Buck, you've got an article about quantum tunneling. Well, yes. Um, kudos and huge shout-out and respect to an amazing group of people that have done something that hasn't happened in physics for quite a while. They've actually dis- discovered a, something that is as groundbreaking as E equals MC squared. So just to break it down for you guys, so you can, uh, what, you'll be able to understand what I'm saying when, as I say it, um, there's a thing called quantum tunneling, which up until now has, no one's actually been able to measure and work out and it happens with things such as your computer chips and so forth. And it's just one of those issues that everyone just took it for granted, but they've never actually been able to measure and prove. They've now done that. And a couple of the guys involved in it were over at Griffith University. One of them is actually a dean over there. So they've worked out that apparently, and by using extremely powerful lasers, They've measured that it took less than 1.8 atto seconds, which is a billionth of a millionth of a second, for an electron to pass through the barrier of the nucleus of a cell, or pass through the atomic wall of a cell, which is just mind-blowingly amazing. Yeah. So do they have any thoughts on how they're going to use it? Um, exactly how this is going to be applied. Like, um, I could, I've actually downloaded the, article. I haven't been able to get hold of the article out in Nature, which was released on Tuesday, but I have seen a copy of the proposed article. And it's one of those things where, as I said, like with your um, computer chips and computer program, like um, quantum computers and so forth, this is just, yeah, it's, they're going to be able to predict and control things at a much, much higher level. 
This is one of those things where they could actually tell whether Schrodinger's cat was dead or alive without opening the box, sort of thing. Alive, please, because everyone likes kitties. Oh, I like kitties. Sometimes barbecued, sometimes alive. <laughs> yes, Especially. but how do you skin your cat? Well, there's quite a few ways to do that. And actually, we probably shouldn't continue with this part of the conversation because other people on the network might get upset at us. Oh, no. Not uh, everyone wants to be a cat. Bingo! <laughs> we have achieved bingo. <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking Floof and Papa. <laughs> there we have it. We have achieved bingo. Thank you for playing tonight. What? <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. Good night. <laughs> hey, does that mean he's going? <laughs> yeah, let's keep quiet. He'll leave and then we can finish the podcast without him. <laughs> well done. But, um, yeah, it's getting back on topic here. It's one of it's the, the ability to measure this sort of thing. Yeah, um, the data is just, yeah, it's one of those things that's opening up all new fields of study on how things can be done. Because at the moment, they've done it, I think it's a hydrogen atom, which only has the one electron. So, yeah, they can now start measuring all sorts of different bits and pieces and the interaction between different particles and so forth. That's a, it's beautiful how quantum... Quantum physics has gone a long way since the old days where it was considered a myth. Yeah, but it's one of those things, uh, as we said before, there's a lot of the stuff that happens today that if you go back 50 years, people would say, yeah, you're dreaming. That's that's never going to happen. That's just nonsense and science fiction. And if you go back 500 years ago, they'd be burning you at the stake as a A witch. witch. You go back 1,000 years ago, they'd be worshipping you. So, yeah, um, technology and understanding are always increasing. Some things seem to pause a bit before we get the next breakthrough, and once you get that breakthrough, there's a whole lot of extra information that can be found. Yeah, I think I do remember um, one time, I think Justin Trudeau was explaining to people how quantum computing works, and it it went viral. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I know that that there have been interviews with um, some of the people involved in this research, um, such as, oh, hang on a sec, just lost my article here. Um, yeah, there's. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Dr. Sang, I think it was, or Professor Sang, Dr. Sang. Um, yeah, he he's actually one of the deans at Griffith, and it's, yeah, he, there's lots of interviews with, him and Dr. Lit, I apologize for mispronunciation, Litvinyuk. Um, and it's actually quite funny because Dr. Sang is sitting there in a suit and Litvinyuk, or whoever it was, um, his eagle, Associate Professor Eagle, is sitting there looking like a complete nutter physics nerd. So, yeah, it's, I'm glad to see Eagles keeping up the representation of nerds. And helping us look comfortable. 
So with this um, technique in terms of tunneling, how far do you think it will go in terms well, of its potential? It's pretty massive, like, because um, you can measure ionization of materials to the attosecond, which means with superconductors, that's one of the major areas that they've had to look at being able to overcome. So, yeah, this, this is one of those things that could literally be a, great, a, a massive game changer and world revolutionary impact on all your technical materials. Supercomputers might actually become truly, truly supercomputers now that they can do this sort of stuff. I, I know now that you mentioned supercomputers, now I, I will say this. So that means we can beat the Chinese at Fortnite? No. no because the Chinese will just build their own. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're both wrong because the Chinese aren't playing Fortnite anymore because it's been banned. Oh. That too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, so it'll make... I, think, I haven't been serious so far about this topic. No, nah, but aside from the supercomputers, though, this will make a processing power really, really amazing. In- well, it's got the potential. Like, I, I can't literally actually sit here and give exact ideas and details of of everything that's going to come out of this i barely understand some of this as it is myself but i can see the potential is something that's going to be a game changer <sighs> i i hope it hope it does well i hope it does well if they could make a computer that will run crisis better <laughs> oh no. Crisis! Oh, that that was a meme. <laughs> really? I thought it was a game. Uh the whole uh, it is a game, but Jesus Christ, nothing, it, not even a supercomputer can fix Crisis. I thought it was actually pretty cool. What are you complaining about now? Oh no, I'm just saying with the flat, with the frame rate and all. When Crisis first came out, how it destroyed computers. It's just because it pushed people to higher levels of computing power. Yeah. There's, there's games that come along that do that every now and again. Like Unreal Tournament 2004 did that back in the day. And they even acknowledged it because when you maxed out your settings, it actually turned around and had a voiceover. It actually kept, like, as you got partway through the list, it came up, are you sure you want to do this? This could <laughs> ha- hamper your gameplay. You click yes, and then it would just come up with, holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I was... I was actually building a computer at the time when that first came out, and yeah, my friend friend was absolutely completely jealous because I got that, and then we played it, and I had no glitching or anything happening going wrong. It just it was seamless. So yeah, I'm reading an article by the way of uh, some guy has made a did some, it hurt? No, some guy has made a a PC ten years really. Let me finish if you can oh. let me finish. Uh, some guys made a PC. That I'm getting deja vu. <laughs> making a um, PC, which 10 years after the crisis has been released with the latest and greatest Intel iCore 7, i7 8700K, um, overclocked to 5.0 gigahertz with an NVIDIA Titus P. Uh, and for its own specific reasons, crisis is still more than capable of melting the most modern, most modern top-end PCs. But you said i7, there's the i9 out now and a few other bits and pieces. I think that was 2007. 
And I've played Crisis 2 on my laptop with only minimal lag. Not Crisis 1. No, but I'd be happy to give it a go. It'll probably run even better. Crisis 2 is actually more graphics chunking than Crisis 1 would have been. You would assume. Anyways, back to back, back to the topic. Um, huh, quant- so quantum is the next is the science ne- next it thing, hey? Well, it's been one of the things for a while. Because I remember last year, last year for science in the science department, it was basically cloning was the biggest news mm-hmm. in terms of that Chinese guy that, that cloned um, a human embryo and caused a lot of ruckus. Only because of the criminality and unethical aspects. I, but... I think. The- Talking about quantum, um, I did hear somewhere that apparently a number of the universities in Sydney are joining together to create a quantum lab, which will make Sydney one of the world leaders for quantum computing and theories research in the world. But you'd still have to live in Sydney to go there, so... Sydney's not that bad. (laughs) I lived in Sydney and I had no troubles. I go to Sydney every year. I don't like the traffic. That's just because you're a Queenslander and they just they know you're a Queenslander, so they just go out of their way to hurt you. Hey, I'm not a Queenslander. <laughs> I'll have to take that off your status then, sorry. Yeah. I'm not one of you dirty uh, Queenslanders. <coughs> there goes uh, a large uh, chunk of our listen- listeners leaving the room. <laughs> hey, if we can pick on the Americans, we can pick on the Queenslanders. Uh, moving along, let's talk about the games we've been currently playing. So, Professor, what have you been playing? I have been playing hardly anything. I just haven't had time this week, but I did get a couple of rounds of Tetris 99 in. Did it help to keep the shaking in your hands down from withdrawals? Unfortunately <laughs> not. I need a bigger hit. <clears throat> I did actually download... Well, I got a new hard drive, 10 terabytes. Mm. So I downloaded every game in my Steam library which isn't quite finished yet. I've still got to, like, just for the hell of it, I downloaded everything, including, like, test servers and stuff. (laughs) Just to see how big it is. So I'm just running the, uh, I'm just trying to view how big the file is. It could take a while to add this up. You know, that is really the only thing I've got on this hard drive anyway. So, um, see, I have, yeah, I'm using about, Four terabytes for six hundred and twenty games. Sweet, not bad, pretty cool. Yeah, plenty of room to expand. Once you get that finalized and everything's all hunky dory, can you fix the DJ? (laughs) No, that's what I expected. What game have you been playing, DJ? Uh, I play. I've been playing um, Apex Legends again. Oh, um, so two days ago, Apex has announced that they're introducing a battle pass and releasing a new character a battle pass yes indeedy explain the battle pass so basically it's similar to what fortnite did in terms of doing showing the battle pass and what does that mean what is a battle pass uh so basically it's a it's a 90-day progress bar in along with some tangible goals and rewards while there are tons of players who would play apex legends without incentives this is an extra push for players interested in cosmetic cosmetic updates and new loot. Okay. And so we've also got a new character in, into, into the game as well, known as Octane. Sounds exciting. Oh, yes. Uh, he's got 
His tact his his abilities are for tactical it's dim, so he moves thirty percent faster for six seconds. Hell how amazing. He runs like such a dork though. The best part is the running animation. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you talking about the character or the DJ? Both. Ah, uh, so his passive again. So the passive ability is the swift mend, which is basically he automatically restores his health over time. Don't all of them do that? No, no, it's just him. And his ultimate ability is the launch pad. So he deploys a jump at jump pad that catapults teammates into through the air. So it's similar to Pathfinder, where he um makes where his ultimate ability is basically he creates a zip line for everyone to use. Octane is the same. It's the same. He he just puts down a special trampoline. Yeah. So another mobility focused hero. Yeah. (sighs) Pardon me. It's past like his bedtime. <laughs> Too many assignments. So yeah, that's that's what I've been playing for the last and days. Mm-hmm. What have you been playing, Buck? I've actually found a game called Game of Thrones by GT Arcade, which is licensed by Game of Thrones, which allows you to take control of a castle and rebuild it and the city around it and build up your army by gathering heroes out of the story as your generals and you go out and battle any rebel camps and slowly progress through the story mission and so forth improving the capabilities of your generals by leveling them up and increasing the quality of your soldiers so yeah it's one of those games you can sit there and spend a little bit of time on at different times of the day and improve everything it is. It's actually got some pretty cool graphics on it too. Who's your favorite um, hero? Um, what overall or at the moment that I've got? At the moment. Um, I've actually got um, what's his name? The uh, crikey, the Stark guy that got killed. Not Ned Stark. Um, I'm not Bran. No, Bran's still alive, isn't he? Yeah. Um, the one who got who was murdered at the wedding feast. Oh, Rob. Rob Stark. That's it. You can get Jon Snow and all that. I'm just hoping eventually to be able to get um, Peter Drinklage's character, just because that would be cool. Yeah, Tyrion. Tyrion Lannister. Oh, so the, uh, the, are the dragons in the game as well? Not yet. Oh, cool. There just... are, like you have your castle map and then there's areas around your castle. And then there's a world map where you can go and attack other players and you can attack monsters that are wandering around and raid different areas for resources etc um all right so he's he's frozen we have to re- we have to turn him off and turn him on again yep i'll go get the hammer uh, uh, all right um so he seemed to be excited about that idea so we got some shout outs week um 19th of march 95 actually no 19 19th of march 1953 the academy awards were televised for the first time for the greatest show on earth was named the best picture. Gary Co- Gary Cooper won the best actor award for High Noon. Shirley Booth won best actress for her role in Come Come Back Little Sheba. I'd love to watch this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 19th of March 1965, the wreck of the SS Georgian- Georgiana valued over over $50 million, said to have been the most powerful Confederate cruiser discovered by then teenage diver and pioneer underwater archaeologist E. Lee Spence exactly 102 years after destruction. Uh, 20th of March 2003, the invasion of Iraq. 
was the first stage of the Iraq War, also known as Operation Iraqi Freedom. The invasion phase began on 19th of March 2003 and lasted just over one month, including 21 days of major combat operation, which a combined force of troops from the United States, the United Kingdom, Australia, and Poland invaded. They were also known as the Coalition of the Willing. They still couldn't find those weapons of mass destruction, could they? No. Some say they're still still looking. (laughs) Others say they're looking for oil. Alright, uh, we've got some remembrances. So on the 15th of March 19, <clears throat> the Christchurch mosque shootings were, were two consecutive ma- terrorist ma- the Al-Nur Mosque and Linwood Islamic Centre in Christchurch, New Zealand. Uh, during Friday prayer on the March, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern referred to the attacks as one of the one of New Zealand's darkest days. 15th of March 2019, Larry DeTillo, American film and TV series writer, He's famous for his works such as the original He-Man and the Masters of the Universe series. He also wrote, he wrote most of the episodes throughout the book, totaling 17 episodes as well as directing. In 1985, he wrote the feature film He-Man and She-Ra, Secret of the Soul. He was responsible for the original Bible of the spin-off She-Ra, Prince of Power, came up in the characters. It's also for, he was also famous for other works such as Babylon 5 and Beast Wars. He also wrote, he was also a writer in the updated 2002 He-Man series. What a great writer. Uh, he died of Parkinson's disease at 71. 19th of May, 2000, 19th of March, 2000. I was going to say, hang on. <laughs> we skip a couple of months there. Please John no, I'm De- getting older too quickly as it is. <laughs> it gets worse. John DeLorean, uh, American engineer, inventor, and executive in the U.S. automobile industry, widely known as known for his work at General Motors and as founder of the DeLorean Motor Company. DeLorean managed development of a number of vehicles throughout his career, including the Pontiac GTO muscle car, the Pontiac Firebird, Pontiac Grand Prix, Chevrolet Cosworth Vega, and the, De- and the famous DeLorean sports car, which was later featured in modified form in the 1985 Back to the Future. He died of a stroke in Summit, New Jersey. Was it after listening to you? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. That explains why fewer numbers aren't rising. <laughs> uh, famous birthday. So 19th of March, 1848. Wyatt Earp, American Old West law- lawman and gambler in Cochise County, Arizona Territory, and a deputy marshal. Tombstone. He worked in a wide variety of trades throughout his life and took part in the famous gunfight at the OK Corral, during which lawmen killed Three outlaws, three outlaws known as the Cochise Cow- County Cowboy. He's often erroneously, erroneously regarded as the t- central figure in the shootout, although his brother Virgil was Tombstone City Marshal and the Deputy U.S. Marshal, and had far more experience as a sheriff, constable, marshal, and soldier in combat. He was born in Monmouth, Illinois. Sounds like the, a... The reason we remember Wyatt and not his brother, though, is because after the shootout at the OK Corral, the uh, the gang hunted down and killed his brother. So then Wyatt was like, all right, screw you guys, and went on a uh, rampage and hunted down and killed the gang members. Mm-hmm. Wow. <coughs> a literal one-man. Well, yep. no, he had Doc Holliday and a couple of other people with him. Yeah, he picked up some friends along the way. But he um, didn't hold back on how he went after them. Hmm. Anyway, moving along, uh, 19th of March night, Bruce Willis, American actor, producer, and singer. He has 
since appeared in over 70 films and is widely regarded as an action hero due to his portrayal of John McClane in the Die Hard franchise and other such and other such roles. His credits also include Pulp Fiction, 12 Monkeys, The Fifth Element, Armageddon, The Sixth Sense, Sin City, Red, The Expendables 2, Looper, and and as David Dunn in the Unbreakable film series, such as Unbreakable, Split, and, Gla- and recently Glass. He was born in... I'm going to I'm gonna butcher this so badly. How is that? Oberstein? Yeah, Oberstein. Ryan, Ryan Valentine. Oh, thank you. Uh, on 22nd of March, 1947, James Patterson, American author and philanthropist, among his works are the Alex Cross, Michael Burnett, um, Women's Murder Club, Maximum Ride, Daniel X, NYPD Red, Witch and Wizard and Privates, as well as many standalone thrills, nonfiction and romance. His books have sold more than 300 million copies, and he was the first person to sell 1 million ebooks. In 2016, Patterson topped four list of <coughs> highest paid authors for the third consecutive year, with an income of 95 million. His total income over a decade is estimated at 700 million. Born in Newburgh, New York. 23rd of March in 12. Werner von Braun, German rocket scientist. He was one of the leading figures in the development of rocket technology in Germany during World War II and subsequently in the United States. He is credited as the father of rockets. He was born in Wurzitz, Germany. Versailles. Versailles? Versailles. Versailles. Now, Versailles. You sound seriously German when you say that. Wait, me or him? You, Buck. Yeah, yeah, Buck, yeah. I got Germanic background as an Anglo-Saxon. And it's easy to understand the pronunciation. It's Versheits, <laughs> not ver, not Versites, Versheits. Versheits. You know how after World War Two Hitler went and cloned himself? I found mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, which, by the way, uh, Werner von Braun, uh, which is his birthplace, is now known as Versaich, Poland. Versaich. Versaich. 24th of March, 1874. Harry Houdini, Hungarian-born American illusionist and stunt performer. As a magician, Houdini started out by performing card tricks before moving on to... He began first to escape from handcuffs, challenging local police to cuff him first. He moved on to to an act escaping from a locked water-filled milk can, straight jackets, and then famously a Chinese water torture cell where Houdini had to hold his breath for three minutes. He became the most famous vaudeville act in America, often filming his escape. Born in Budapest, Austria-Hungary. Also, it's um, Bach's birthday. We had missed that. Ah, yes. Johann Sebastian Bach, a German composer of the Baroque. Oh, he was he's such a talented music. Uh, he was born in Eisenach uh, in Germany. And now to our events of interest. 19th of March, th- 1932, Sydney Harbour Bridge opens. A heritage-listed steel-through arch bridge across the Sydney Harbour that carries rail, vehicular, bicycle and pedestrian traffic between the Sydney Central Business District and the North Shore. The dramatic view of the bridge and the harbour and the nearby Sydney house is an iconic image of Sydney and Australia. It's lucky Sydney ciders. Uh, It's a very nice bridge. By the time they finish painting it, they have to go back and start from the other end again. No, they go back and start at the beginning. Yeah. Because otherwise, if they start at the other end, they'll be painted over where they just painted. Yeah, all right. 19th of March 2008, GRB 080319B, cosmic burst that is the farthest object visible to the naked eye, is briefly observed. 
20th of March, 2015, uh, solar eclipse, equinox, and the supermoon all occur on the same day. Is it, isn't it today the uh, spring equinox or is it tomorrow? Yeah. So yeah, the supermoon is tonight. Mm-hmm. And the uh, equinox is the same day today. Ah. Yes. And it's a worm moon because apparently the uh, Native American tribes would, um, at this time of year, the worms would start to come out of the frozen ground. So the Native American tribes would see that. And for some reason, we use Native American calendars as the uh, to name our moons. <clears throat> oh, it's a better name than saying a full moon. Yeah. Uh, after all, how do we know it's a full moon? We don't know how much it's had to eat. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you guys got anything to the show? Um, you can send us messages and so forth on Facebook. You can also send us messages on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at nAmalgamate. And you can also find us on that's not canon.com where you can find our old episodes and merchandise and all of our other podcast channels as well, such as Everyone Wants to Be a Cat, Floof and Papa podcast, General Queries, mm-hmm. and many more. Uh, you can also email us any uh, feedback at um, nerds.amalgamate at gmail.com. And you can also find us on other platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and various other audio platforms. So from We're everywhere. <laughs> so from uh, just, all of that, us. That's going to scare people. <laughs> they think, oh no, the DJs won't need me. Don't worry, I'll keep you safe. And that's not creepy. After He says after he said <clears throat> we're everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, that's all from us. See you guys. Hey, Ru. See you next week. Here we go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.